Each year on the feast day of St. Rose, I try to share something about her life that can help us know and love Jesus more. One year I preached about her life story in general. One year I preached about her life of penance. And last year I preached about her celibacy. This year, I want to focus on Rose of Lima as a Dominican. The Dominicans are a religious order founded by St. Dominic de Guzman. Dominic was a Spanish priest who lived from 1170 to 1221. And during his time, Dominic wept over the many Christians who were straying from sound doctrine and splintering into all kinds of factions and heresies. God chose to illuminate Dominic with many, many graces, even with a, a vision of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And these graces enabled Dominic to propose a new community, a community of men who would be dedicated to study, poverty, contemplation, and especially preaching. Hence, the full name of the Dominican order is the Order of Preachers. Our first reading today expressed the anguish of the preacher. The prophet Jeremiah cries out, I will not mention the Lord. I will no longer speak in his name. But then it is as if fire is burning in my heart. Many Dominicans can relate to that sense of being called forth with a burning, ardent love to preach God's word. Dominic's era was a time when diocesan clergy often lived decadent and extravagant lifestyles. In contrast, the Dominican friars took vows of poverty, chastity, and obedience. They were utterly poor. They walked barefoot around Europe, only with their black and white habits, and they begged for their food. People listened to them and returned to the Catholic faith by the thousands for two reasons. One was the Dominicans were very learned, studied men. They were zealous in preaching. But also the second thing was their preaching was a credible testimony because of how they lived. You know, people saw how much they had given up. They had sacrificed to come barefoot with only the clothes on their back to bring them God's word. They didn't just talk the talk, they walked the walk, and people responded to them in droves. Eventually, there would be a branch of avowed Dominican women and also a branch of Dominican lay people. These lay Dominicans would not take formal vows, and they could be married, but they would still live out that Dominican spirituality that includes the rosary, contemplation of the scriptures, and a love for truth wherever it's found. So that was the beginning of the Dominican order. Let's now fast forward 400 years to St. Rose's day, around 1600. Rose grew up next to an enormous Dominican friary. It's the same one where St. Martin de Porres lived, and you can still visit it today in Peru. Her home parish was a Dominican parish run by the friars under the title of Santo Domingo, St. Dominic. And as a child, Rose was deeply inspired by these Dominicans and especially the stories about a Dominican laywoman who lived 200 years earlier. 
This was St. Catherine of Siena. Catherine lived as a hermit for much of her life and undertook really staggering mortifications for the love of Christ. Eventually, Catherine will become a key figure in the restoration of the 14th century church. Popes and bishops went to her for advice. So Rose felt this deep spiritual bond with Catherine and tried to imitate her from a young age. Rose spent much of her childhood in seclusion. She would go out to her backyard and she built this little hut of sticks and she would go inside and pray and she would pretend to be St. Catherine of Siena, just like her. And Rose also took on many severe penances, fastings, and mortifications akin to St. Catherine. Rose actually first wanted to join the Franciscan Poor Clare Sisters to be a nun, but her path eventually led her to become a third-order Dominican. She wore the black and white mantle, which is pictured in our image of St. Rose to your right, and she made a perpetual vow of virginity, just like Catherine, just like her patroness. Until her death at age 31, Rose allowed the lessons of her spiritual predecessors Dominic and Catherine, to shape her character and her faith. She was full of love for the poor and the suffering. She helped the indigenous people of her area however she could. And she unceasingly offered her prayer as a living sacrifice to God, her spiritual worship. Friends, on this feast day of St. Rosalima, our patroness, I would exhort all of you this year to become best friends with at least one saint, to get to know their story, to be inspired by them, to learn from them, to imitate them. Some people think that the saints are just distractions or kind of like accessories. Like, why can't I just go right to Jesus, of course? He's, he's my Lord and my Savior, somebody might ask. The reason why the church esteems the saints so greatly is that they show us how to be disciples of Christ in every walk of life. There are saints who are married saints, saints who worked ordinary jobs, saints who were boys and girls who never made it to adulthood, but they were saints as little children. Saints of religious life, priests and bishop saints, saints who live through times of war and destitution, as well as saints who live through times of peace and lived in affluent nations. They're really the living pages of Scripture. Right? The saints are like inspired by the same Holy Spirit that inspired the Holy Scriptures. They make the scriptures come to life in all the different eras of the church's history. They're the living pages. And every saint, no matter what their vocation or how long they lived or when they lived, every single saint teaches us how to set our hands on the plow and not look backward. To go forward with Christ to the kingdom of God and to say, like all the saints have, Lord, I will follow you and not to go back on that promise. Now certainly we shouldn't view the saints as like a different species of human, as like radically different from us. They were as fragile and as weak and as sinful as you and me. 
no doubt. But God made them strong. The key to their sanctity is that they never stopped rising up again and again after they fell. No matter how many times they got up again with the love and power of Christ and kept on moving forward towards the Lord and with the Lord. We're about to start a new school year, and so I want to ask each of you, which saint is really waiting to befriend you and teach you in their classrooms, the classroom of discipleship? Whose story are you meant to read and understand? What kind of virtues are lacking in your life? Or what kind of vices need to be purged? And which of the friends of God can help you in just those ways? Who's meant to be a companion for you on your faith walk? For Rose, it was St. Catherine. For St. Catherine, it was St. Dominic. It's this holy lineage, this chain of holiness that leads all the way to today, all the way from Jesus Christ to today, for us who are called to be the holy ones who make up St. Rose of Lima parish. So this week, ask God which of his saints will be a good friend for your soul on the journey. Pray to God, do some research, read some articles online, maybe buy a book of modern saints. And the beautiful thing about some of the saints in the last, really, 500 years is that there's so many of them that you can really get to know them in their own words. Some even have photographs. We're starting to have videos now of saints. It's amazing. Maybe one of those more modern saints that you can read them in their own words and connect with them. So read the life of that one saint deeply, intentionally. Talk with him or her each day. Imitate their virtues. Learn to pray like them. Ask for their intercession. If you stay close to the saints, the heat from their halos will set you ablaze with holiness. It was Catherine of Siena who famously said, Be who God meant you to be, and you will set the world on fire. So who can tell if there is another Dominic or Catherine or Rose in this church right now? I believe there are many. Who knows if centuries in the future, people on earth will be asking for your heavenly friendship. Maybe one day, there will be a St. George of Roseville who many people turn to and say, help me know Christ. Help me follow the Lord like you did. You received the faith as a child, but you really took it and lived it. You gave everything to the Lord. Be part of my life. This is our faith. This, this is the reality of the communion of saints. This is how Rose lived too. So today as we join with all the saints around the heavenly throne, let's ask for this exact grace. Let's ask for this gift as we cry out at every Eucharist, holy, 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 Lord God of hosts. Holy, 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 Lord God of hosts. Holy, holy, holy Lord God of hosts.